Let's begin the prayers of the people with this powerful promise from Jesus, from John 14, 26. All but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I said to you. Holy Spirit, come with fire that refines, water that refreshes, wind that topples, and breath that fills. Holy Spirit, of healing, compassion, empathy, justice, and active peacemaking. God, our healer, there are many we love who are in need of your miraculous healing power. Today, I lift up. Let's say their names out loud if you'd like to, or just black. Let's pray for our friends. Together we pray. Holy Spirit, kindle a global revival of healing, compassion, justice, and an active peacemaking. God, let our communities desire the things that help and protect the vulnerable. Let your Holy Spirit guide our hearts and direct us in ways that do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. Holy Spirit, Spirit, kindle a global global revival of healing, healing, compassion, empathy, justice, and active peacemaking. Come, Holy Spirit, birth a witness of love that is bigger and better than we inherited. Give us an abundance of grace for others and ourselves. Grant us compassion for those who suffer. Encourage us so we do not grow cynical, isolated, and burnt out. Fan our hopes, our joys, and our connections. Allow us rest when we need rest. Enable us to see you in each person we encounter. Share us mercy in our humanity. We ask in the name of the Father, Jesus our brother, and the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Amen. So if you haven't already, by your chairs you should see is all right because we are here in community and we're here in remembrance of God, of all that God has done for us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And we get to walk and live in the transformation of the Holy Spirit today. How grateful we are for that. And so we prepare our hearts to receive the elements of the communion and pray together. And just want to invite you in whatever way can make you feel like you're receiving this as a community. You can stay right where you are if you'd like to, but if you see some friends, some neighbors, people that you love across the room, go ahead and get close and receive this together as a community. 
So let's pray this. Let's begin. Holy God, we thank you for the work of creation and the life you have given us. Christ Jesus, we ask that you would lead us in the way of salvation, that each day we would grow in your life everlasting. Holy Spirit, fill us with comfort, joy, and peace, and let our lives produce your good fruit. So let's just take a few moments in the silence to reflect on the work of God in our lives. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God to renew and to restore even as we're being transformed in God. We're so grateful. And because we remember on the night that he was arrested, Jesus, knowing all that was about to happen, gathered with his friends in community that welcomed all to the table. Jesus took bread and broke it, shared it, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, the bread of new life. Share this and remember. And together we say, Jesus, we remember you. Let's receive the bread. then in the same way, Jesus took the cup and blessed it. He gave thanks for it and said, take and drink. This is the power of my lifeblood, the salve of salvation, the cup blessing. Share this and remember. And together we say, Jesus, we remember you. And let's take Oh God, we thank you for our time and community on this day and on all days. And we thank you for your promises for our lives that you continue to remind us of and the ways that you help us to be more like Christ by the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, Good Cease. morning, everyone. <laughs> Oh, so excited to be with you all, and those of you that the roads were too crazy, I'm so glad you're online with us this morning, so glad we have those options. So I have a few things to let you know if you're brand new in the room or online and you'd like to connect with us, you can scan the QR code on the screen and fill out a really short um, connection card, and then we'll connect with you. You can either ask for a phone call or no phone call or just to be on our newsletter, just to let us know you're here. We'd love to connect with you. Um, also, some cool opportunities coming up. Next week starts Advent. Can you believe it? It's here already. So if you would like to join me in decking these halls, we're going to transform this church in three days' time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 
because we want to enjoy Thanksgiving. So if you would like to come and um, deck the halls, if you've got an hour or two, just contact me and let me know because many hands make light work and we'll just make this place beautiful and lovely for the first week of Advent, which starts next week. And also next Sunday is our Christmas camp starting up. So um, you want to let everybody who's in um, K through 8 know about it because we've got some amazing things planned. Oh, sorry. Well, you know what? I don't even think Christmas camp's on here. I'm just giving it a little plug. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm excited. But, okay, enough about that. So let me tell you what else is going on in December really quick so you can plan your December calendars. Um, December 10th, Pastor Claire is inviting um, women over to actually make cookies for Christmas camp and to bless our um, campers that way. So if you'd like to come and have a cup of coffee, tea, eggnog, whatever, and make some lovely cookies for our campers, you can do that on the 10th. Um, also coming up for, um, uh, I'm going to skip around you guys on the slide, sorry. Coming up on December 7th, that's right before that, is um, Kobe Ayler is offering a Grief and Finding Our Way event. So a lot of times this time of year, it can be very difficult and challenging if you've been dealing with grief of a loved one. So she is um, an amazing person that is providing this event for a couple of hours if you'd like to come and just find some ways and some support through this holiday season. Um, you can sign up to come to that. It's free of charge. And also for our men, we didn't leave you out. So we've got our kids and our women covered, but we've got our men's breakfast on December 17th from 9 to 10.30, and that'll be a lovely time too. So if you want to come and have a free breakfast and hang out with a great group of guys, um, you can sign up to do that. And lastly, um, I th Scott, are you handling the giving opportunities? Okay. So I, I don't know. Oh, there you are. So do you want to cover that before I pray for the offering? or? Okay. Fantastic. And that's what's happening around here. Exciting stuff. And Pastor Scott has some awesome opportunities for us as well. Surprise. No, that's okay. Hi, everyone. Sorry about the disjointedness of this. I, I actually looked at the service builder, didn't see my name, even though I had asked to do this. So you guys... <laughs> guys fooled me anyway uh, yeah I just I wanted to uh, be as we as we receive the offering before we send the kids upstairs I wanted to just kind of brief everybody on especially if you're new around here or online uh, what we do at Christmas and it changes for our giving um, it changes from year to year a little bit some things we've been doing for years some things are new things that God kind of places before us that we want to respond to so uh, going into Thanksgiving week, uh, we just want to kind of give you just a heads up on the different things that we'll, and we'll be giving you more details as we go forward, different things that we'll be asking for help uh, to assist some of our partners, not only here in this church, uh, but also in the community and then to the wider world. So we want to pay attention to all of that, right? Um, so of course, we'll be doing Haiti Christmas giving. Um, and this is what I would say as we go through these things, as I mentioned them, this is what I would encourage you, because I think what happens to all of us when Thanksgiving occurs, and uh, I've noticed this about uh, not just individuals, but even companies and organizations, it's like our hearts open up in a new and a good way. I think it's a beautiful time, and we want to 
help however we can. And I think Thanksgiving opens that up. But I would, as we put things before you guys, what we want you to do is just pray, seek God. We want to, as a church community, do the things that God's leading us into. And that means what God leads you and I into, right? So respond to what the Holy Spirit invites you to. Uh, don't respond to the things that the Holy Spirit isn't inviting you to. Just support those that are helping out with those other things. Sound good? Uh, so, uh, so we'll do the Haiti Christmas giving, which entails uh, a financial gift that we'll, we'll start to collect money. Actually, you can give into this today uh, if you want to just put in the memo, Hemp Haiti Christmas. And that helps all of our children in the schools in Haiti. It, it gets them food. It helps them with some tuition issues. It helps pay for our teachers and the staffing in Haiti. Um, and as we all know, that's a huge need. We've been doing that for years. You guys are heroic around that, so that's one thing. Uh, we're doing Christmas giving for Safe Place. Safe Place is the domestic uh, violence shelter in our county. Um, so what we do is we'll get a list. Yeah. Amen. Uh, we'll give you guys a list of different like gifts and things for the kids that will be that stay in the shelter this time of year. Imagine being a child and you're in a you're in a shelter because of violence that's happened in your home, and this is where you're at. Uh, so we just want to help the kids and the families uh, be concerned about the other things that are bigger that they need to be concerned about, and try to somehow uh, bless them in a very t difficult season in their life. So there'll be that. Uh, giving. We want to uh, put before everyone uh, the gift of giving to the mortgage or to the building here at Crossroads because you guys know this is a beautiful house. We love it uh, and we're so grateful for it and we just if, if you feel led maybe to give to buy down the mortgage somewhat uh, you can put that in a memo during Christmas giving or if you just want to give to help out in the building uh, that would be really helpful as well. And, um, yes. Oh, and, um, yes, food pantry, which is really the one that I wanted to kind of address uh, because this is what happens with food pantry. I don't know if you guys realize, you probably do, but um, essentially because of inflation, uh, your giving every Sunday underwrites the food we buy. We buy almost 100% of our food, not quite, but almost 100% of our food and what we give away from the food bank. So we get an incredible price. Corporations give to the food bank and then we have to purchase it, which just covers their costs, right? So uh, we couldn't get the food at any less expense. However, it's twice as much as it's ever been, literally double. So imagine your, I know you couldn't imagine this, your, your food bill doubling. Yeah, that's not happening to you, uh, but it is happening for the food pantry. So uh, we budgeted going into the year not realizing that that was going to be double, but you're still paying that bill. Um, so one of the ways you could help is just by giving a financial gift toward the food uh, pantry giving. That would be awesome. Another great need as we head into the Christmas season. So in December, we kind of give the Thanksgiving Christmas gift. Uh, a lot of families have bridge cards, they get assistance. What they don't get, they get food assistance, they get it from us, but what they don't get are things like if a family need, needs diapers, toilet paper, any kind of household items, uh, detergent, those kinds of things that aren't covered by those uh, uh, 
assistances that are given not only by our food pantry regularly, but by uh, money that perhaps they get from other sources. Sound good? So if you guys have any questions, just ask me or ask uh, somebody on the pastoral team, and we would love to help you out with any of that information. You can call the office. But let's pray, because I want to pray for your family, and I want to pray uh, for you, because I know that as we talk about needs that some of you have these very needs and more that we're talking about. So not only do we want uh, the blessing to kind of flow out, but we also want it to come into your life and into your family as we give. Let's just thank God for provision. So even now, God, as we enter into this Thanksgiving week, we are people of thanksgiving. We want to be people of overflowing hearts. You have been so generous to us. It's, it's beyond our comprehension, and sometimes we forget about that. We realize, but today, in this moment, we give you thanks. And we want to be the kind of people that not just share, um, but the kind of people that care and love. So we pray for every family here or online um, that has a need maybe in their career, maybe in paying their rent, maybe in putting groceries on their table. We know that these are, these are not small things for any of us. So we pray your provision to miraculously uh, pour out into the lives of each and every person hearing my voice right now. And God, uh, we as a church, we've been doing this for 31 years, and uh, it's beyond our comprehension, I know, through consistently just your generosity to us. So we pray that out of the abundance that you've blessed each family here and each person and certainly this church, let us be a generous people. We're not interested in building bigger barns. We're not interested in trying to look successful by the world standards. We're interested in loving you, loving one another, loving people, and receiving love for ourselves. So help us, God, we pray. We pray that we would be more generous this season than we've ever been as a people. Challenge us with that, we pray. And we thank you, you're in the midst of this to help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Let's make this an amazing several weeks. Sound good as we head into Advent as well. There's some baskets up front. If you're in the room for our regular giving, online you can connect to the website all right and so you guys feel like you're really far away yes. and you know do you feel like when you come into church sometimes we moved your cheese again like what in the world are these people doing well you know we have this group called the connection group and they've been advising us and we are just trying some new things in order to connect but here's what happened you went farther away <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I, I can be loud because I'm the youngest of six kids and I'm Italian, so it's not a problem. However, I just, you know, I just want to say maybe next week um, we'll just not have any chairs and we'll all stand together. What do you guys think? I don't know. We'll have a mosh pit. What do you think? Should we do a mosh pit next week? So we will, we will work to find ways for us to connect. And, you know, let's just name the elephant in the room. Since COVID, right, and we had a whole new way of sitting together, 
And there are really good gifts in that. And then there's also, it's very difficult for people to, you know, to put up with us when we keep changing stuff around. So can you all just say together, I forgive you. Okay. That's a good way to start. In fact, if we wake up every morning and just forgive each other, we'll be all right. So what's at your core? We have been in this series now for over 10 weeks, and we've gone through the core values of Crossroads. And and Scott kicked it off saying everybody has core values. Even if you don't have them written out, you live by a set of core values, and Crossroads lives by a set of core values. And yet, here's these 10, but there's a bunch of stuff underneath the umbrella of it all. So when you say the journey of transformation, you could put tons of things under there, like what is helping your life be formed right now in a good way? You could say worship. Is that, you know, just here when, you know, Teshna is leading us? Or is that at home in, you know, with the music playing in your living room? And the answer is yes. So what we're saying is, is these core values actually help the mission of Crossroads, which is helping people navigate the journey. Can you say it with me? Navigate the journey. Because everybody's in a different spot in their journey right now on this day. And so wherever you're at, we know that God is with you in the journey. We want to create a flourishing community that's able to go from here to there, wherever you're here and there is. Sound good? And so we're going to be closing it up today because um, we spent some time in the Bible last week and we felt like we weren't quite done. And um, so I just want to ask you all to read with me uh, from our professor, Dr. Bob Mulholland, if you would. We have a deeply ingrained way of reading in which we are the masters of the material we read. We come to a text with our own agenda, firmly in place, perhaps not consciously, but usually subconsciously. So let me just stop right there. So, you know, you know, you have that little thing in the back that says, like, if you're mad at somebody, read these three scriptures, right? If you're feeling sad today, read these three scriptures. If you need to forgive, read these three Well, here's what I know about us, is that we have a deeply ingrained way of reading. We have a bias. And so what happens to us is we might choose scriptures that help us remain as we are. I know you don't, I mean, no, we would never do that. I would never choose scriptures to help me remain positioned as I am and thinking what I want, right? I wouldn't do that. But yes, I I can do it subconsciously. So Dr. Mulholland says, if we start to read, if what we start to read does not fairly quickly begin to adapt itself to our agenda, we usually lay it aside and look for something else. Do you ever do Bible roulette like that? It's like, oh, I'm looking for that. Oh, no, I don't want. I don't know, let me, I'm going to go to, come to me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened, right? And so we can begin to use the scripture for our own purposes rather than letting God speak through the scriptures. When what we are reading doesn't adapt itself to our agenda, we then exercise control over it by grasping it with our mind 
So it's like, how can I think my way out of being convicted about that? How can I think my way out of being generous like that? How can I think my way out of having to change that? But I know nobody else does that, just me. And so what we think um, is true about this statement is that in informational reading, we seek to grasp control, to master the text. And in transformational reading, the intent is to allow the text to master me. Like that the text could actually tell me something that I wouldn't be looking at at the moment. So can I get an amen? All right, it's true. And when we look at the way we read the scripture for information, it's where you're the master of the text. You can read as much as you want or as little. It's linear. You, you master the text, and it can be deformational. The text is an object to use, which is deformational. We get analytical and critical and, and judgmental, and then we use it as a problem-solving. Okay, but when we're reading for transformation, we're the listener reading a letter from someone who loves us. We focus on smaller portions. We let the scripture in. We allow the text to master us and the text as a subject that shapes us. We're humble, detached, willing. We have a loving approach and we're open to mystery. Like, I don't, I don't, I never saw that before. I wonder what God might be saying today. I have never thought about it that way. And oh, how we need to read the scripture that way. Not for information, but for on this day. Not like five years ago when I was in a transforming community. Like today, as I'm reading on this day, I know there's stuff that God could do in me that would be miraculous. And in you, right? Oh, yes, it's true. It's true. It is a radical alternative to our normal orientation of reading the Bible. It's radical. It's so radical. It's like almost like God wants to speak, and God indeed does. So here's 2 Corinthians. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Have you ever, you know, seen that where someone quotes a scripture and you feel like somebody just sucker punched you? We were talking with someone this week that was telling us about feeling sucker punched. Um, uh, and I, you know, I, after a few times, I said, so does that feel like someone who used to mistreat you? So is that, is that how the evil one is using the words of God? Like that you're reading the Bible and you feel sucker punched. Ah, oh, I just can't even imagine Scott ever sucker punching my grandkids or my kids. Like, this is your heavenly parent who loves you, right? Now, we did talk last week, sometimes we eat and it gets difficult to digest, no question about it. The scripture can be that way. But friends, the letter kills and the spirit gives life. So when we're reading the scripture with the Holy Spirit, something else is going on, even if it's difficult. Can I get an amen? Yes. Oh, God, yes. The goal of our core value to journey with the Holy Spirit is coming in now. So we're moving from the Word to the Holy Spirit because forget reading the Bible without the Holy Spirit or we're just going to be a, a bunch of mean, cantankerous, you-know-whats. Fill in the blank. 
So the goal of our core value journey with the Holy Spirit is not about filling our head with theology about God, the Holy Spirit, but opening our lives to a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Our core values center around our relationship with God, allowing God to connect with our thinking, our feeling, our doing in the community. So let anyone who has ears to hear on this day feel that invitation to know the Holy Spirit and to read the scripture with the Holy Spirit. Like that is a fresh wind. Blow that other stuff right off your Bible. I love when Jesus said to the guy, what is written in the law? How do you read it? How do you read it? I want to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. I cannot read it with someone else's bad day. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what the problem with pastors is? Exactly. Is that we have to do our transformation in front of you. Like, we're having a bad day. We could preach a really just cranky kind of way. Jesus loves you, you know it. Don't forget. And read your Bible while you're at it. And you know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, we're humans too. And, you know, and, and we, can, we have to do our transforming in front of people. And so it's always nice. Just be nice to us. Because it's not always easy up here. And what I want to say is, what, what we want to do is, when we hear one another reading the scripture, not with the Holy Spirit, but with their own woundedness, their own brokenness, their own judgment on themselves. Just take a breath and say, oh, they're going through it too. So take, you know, take a breath and pray. Like, oh my gosh, Claire must have not slept last night. You know what I mean? Because when I'm looking out at you and you look all mad at me, I'm praying for you. You know what I'm saying? Because, friends, this is human. This is, this is who you go to church with. You don't go to church with a bunch of automatons. You go to church with people who just walked in here with things that were difficult or exciting or whatever it is, and we need to be caught up in the Holy Spirit and saying, wow, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really praying for Don. He just looks like he's mad at me today. You know what I mean? I want us, and I just used him as an example because he's willing. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. You know, because we, we know these things. We get to apologize to each other all the time in the office. I hope you guys can work places where you can tell each other the truth and apologize. Because, like, we go, yeah, that was a bad day. That was a bad situation. Can we strike that meeting from the minutes? How do you read it? How are you reading the Bible these days with the Holy Spirit? What's that feel like? Does it feel like there's a wind blowing? Or does it feel like the whip came down? So I'm going to make two recommendations because I don't think I'm going to be able to do this with you today, but Lectio 365. Write it down. Get it. It's an app. Every day someone will read the Bible to you. 
and you can pray in a way that is for information, is for transformation, not for information, right? Because you're actually going to listen to the text and then, and then reflect and listen to the, the text and ask the Holy Spirit, how's that fit in my life today? It's not like 14 verses. It's usually a few, just so that it's digestible. Or you can use prayersyougo.org. But some way to start letting the Bible be read to you like it's a love letter rather than a judgment call. So take a breath. These four moves of reading, reflecting, responding, and resting with the scripture can take you like 14 minutes. And then the Holy Spirit can do something in us that helps us be different in that first encounter in the morning with your children or with the person who's texting you that you didn't want to wake up to that text, right? A a way for us to let the word of God be a love letter to us. We realize that we've been shaped by words, we said it last week, that have deformed us, my friends, not transformed us. Even from the sacred text, depending on whether or not they were safe in someone's mouth as they gave them to you, right? And as I look at all these people deconstructing their faith during this time, I want to say I think there's a lot of things we need to deconstruct. And, and then don't give up on people that are also letting the Holy Spirit deconstruct some bad theology that they've had in times past, We need to hear a fresh word from God so that it will divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow, so we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Because, friends, as a word of God, you know this, we'll tell you this until Jesus returns, you are a word of God. Ephesians 1.4, for he chose us, the word eklektos, which means a spoken forth word of God before the creation of the world, to be homely, homely. See what I'm saying? <laughs> to be homely. <laughs> to be homely and blameless in his sight. To be holy, in love. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing through the scripture. And if we're reading it in any other way, we've got to find a new way of reading Acts 19.2 said, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they replied, No, we have not even heard there's a Holy Spirit. I want to say that I love that somebody got honest enough to say, I don't even know what you're talking about. What you talking about, Willis? Like, we need to be able to say that. I don't know what you're talking What are you talking about, Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? the Holy Spirit, because many times we can use words, but we don't know what we're saying. Who is the person of the Holy Spirit? Oh, that's a good question. How would you describe your relationship with the Holy Spirit these days? What do you want? Have you asked the Holy Spirit, what do you want? Have you let the Holy Spirit say to you, what do you want? And then have a real conversation on how to be together with God. Are your ears awake? Listen, listen to the wind words and the spirit blowing through the churches. 
there is a fresh wind. And even when people argue about scripture, I want to say, oh, let the wind blow through the scriptures so that we actually discover what has been bad interpretation and what might give us life today. So, books to get, I just want to say, read the book of Acts and see if the Holy Spirit will just show you something crazy, wonderful, and new. Do that. Surprised by the power, Jack Deere, the Holy Trinity and the Law of Three, Cynthia Bajolt. I'll have this up on the website. Divine Dance by Richard Rohr, The Shack by William Paul Young. And if you hate reading, watch the movie. And watch how the, you know, the Papa... And Jesus and the Holy Spirit heal this guy named Mac as Mac gets the idea of God being punitive, blown right out of his own thoughts about God. Oh, and then there's this book that Scott and I wrote that shows you how to listen to the Holy Spirit if you ever want to read that. Ephesians 5 says, ever, can you say it with me? Ever be filled and stimulated with the Spirit. Say it again ever be filled and stimulated with the Spirit. One more time, come on. Ever be filled and stimulated with the Spirit. You ever been stimulated by the Holy Spirit? Like you just were like, what was that? That was different. What was God just saying? I think I just, I remember, Vic, when you got hit by the car and got pinned against a tree. And you and the Holy Spirit had a conversation, and your whole life transformed against a vehicle. Yes. Tree and vehicle. Vehicle and tree. Two vehicles. Scott, Scott came to see you in the hospital. The vehicles weren't there anymore. But the transformed Vic was something that the Spirit started to do in Vic's heart. Ever be filled, my friends and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Here's what C.S. Lewis says. It is quite right that you should feel that something terrific has happened to you. It has. And be all glowy. Accept these sensations with thankfulness as birthday cards from God. But remember that they are only greetings and not the real gift. The sensations are merely the response of your nervous system. Don't depend on it. Otherwise, when they go and you are once more emotionally flat, as you certainly will be quite soon, you might think that the real thing had gone too, but it won't. The Holy Spirit will be there when you can't feel it. And maybe even most operational when you don't feel it. But accept the greeting cards. I love the greeting card. Samuel, I love the story of you and God with wine in a room a few years ago and all that God did for you in that moment. I think about stories that you have, you have told me about your life. Jane Johnson. I think about the stories, Kobe, of the barn. I, I think about the ways... God's grace chased you down, Jaquiel. I, I just want to say, we all want to bring those to mind here and remember that these are greeting cards. These are little words from God. God wants you to experience the Holy Spirit. Rublev experienced the, uh, the Trinity this way. 
Scott the painter experienced the Trinity this way. A Bavarian dude in the 12th century experienced the Trinity this way. People talk about the Holy Spirit as fire and wind and dove. It's beautiful. Like it's Laika. What's the Holy Spirit Laika to you on this day? Can you describe the Holy Spirit in a word or an image? Can you remember a dream or a prophecy? Do you remember that you are the temple for the Holy Spirit? Wherever you go, whatever you do. (sighs) Again, I have way too much information. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. The Holy Spirit. In the same way the Spirit helps us in weakness, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit makes intercession. The Spirit will pray in you in the middle of the night. The Spirit quenches your thirst counsels, comforts, the advocate, provides truth, intercedes, gives spiritual gifts for your life. You can't do without the Holy Spirit, friends. And if you haven't heard of the Holy Spirit, or you haven't spent any time with the Holy Spirit lately, today is your day to start to say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. I don't want to have a theological conversation I want to have a relationship with you. The Holy Spirit will send confirmation and signs through people, give you peace about decisions. The voice of the Holy Spirit will agree with what God's Word is speaking to you. Jesus, in the last hour, said, I have much more to tell you, but you can't bear it. So when the Holy Spirit comes, every one of us need the Holy Spirit to come in one area or another in our lives. We need to hear. We need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit through the scriptures, through the inner witness, through leadings and promptings, through the community of faith, through visions, through dreams, through prophecies. We need the Holy Spirit, friends. Honestly, if we don't have a mystical experience, there will be no church in 20 years. If we don't have a real encounter with the living Spirit of God within us, Trust me, mental ascent is not going to keep you on your worst day and in your biggest questions and skepticisms. We need a relationship with the Holy Spirit like never before. We need to be reading as the Holy Spirit reveals. Oh, there's just so much more I want to tell you, but I'm over my time again. I have so much to say about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the best friend of my life. The Holy Spirit has comforted me and disturbed me. And I want the Holy Spirit more than I want breath because the Holy Spirit is my breath. Take a breath, everybody. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better I go so you have the Holy Spirit spirit. So I want to take a breath, everyone. And I just want to say, Holy Spirit, I know you know what each of us need, how we need you to breathe on the word of scripture, 
how we need you to breathe on our relationships, how we need you to breathe hope in us in a time where people are needing to know the God of hope. We need you to breathe on us. And I want you, um, maybe even, Lindsay, I don't know if you can, can you play oxygen like off the cuff like that? So thank God for the Holy Spirit and Lindsay. And I just want to breathe for a moment the oxygen of God, the pneuma, the ruah, both of those words from your Bible, speaking of the Holy Spirit that breathes in you now. of us who need your power. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. 